Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith. This program takes um, the time to cut into the issues of Islam. Uh, have a bit of a background dealing with this topic, being a missionary overseas. We were living in a part of England that had a very large Muslim community, and because I had Muslims in my community, I had to learn how to share Christ with them and overcome some of the false teachings that they were told. Of course, now I grew up in England as well, and so you know a lot of um, my friends were from Pakistan, Bangladesh, and they were Muslim. So I got acquainted with Islam early on in my life, and it wasn't though until 9-11, after they attacked the United States in the way that they did, I really started studying and getting deeper into it, talking to Muslim friends and some imams and reading. And my studies took me deeper and deeper into this topic. And of course, now I've written a number of books on the topic and courses, and we started Missions to Muslims and, and uh, teach and train missionaries and Christians on the Christian apologetic issues dealing with Islam. And I've been warning the United States for the last 12 years that God is raising up an enemy to bring judgment upon us for our sin if we continue in our national sin, if we continue in our rebellion against God, knowing better but still doing what we know is to be sin. And we Christians, maybe we're not participating in the sin, we're not killing our babies, we're not involved in homosexuality and all these other things, but the thing is is that we see these things going on and we shake our heads, hope that someone does something about it, and we just continue on and think that God will somehow overlook it. No, folks, we've been silent for far too long. We shook our head for too long. The truth to be told, we Christians are involved in our own little sins, and we wonder why there's no power in the church house today because, uh, well, the fact is is that we've left our God for our true faith, and we just have a symbol of religion. Not many of us are really truly practicing biblical Christianity. If we continue in this, God's going to, and God already has been removing his hand of protection, and we keep seeing attacks, jihadi attacks on our nation. And here last Friday, we had our capital attacked by a single Muslim. I want to take the time here today to kind of tell you about who this Noah Green is, what his background was with NOI, the Nation of Islam, who they are and where they stand in this picture. Let's take a few moments and look at that and and realize there are thousands upon thousands of Muslims like him in our country. We have them also in our Congress. Noah Green is from Indiana, a practicing Muslim of the Nation of Islam. We have a representative from Indiana who also is a black Muslim, part of the Nation of Islam representing the Indianapolis District, holding to the very same faith that Noah Green did. And there are four Muslims now in Congress. And that's just the beginning. I saw it in England. Started out small. They started holding smaller offices, political offices, more central government. 
Then they get got involved in electing for parliament. We now have a Muslim mayor in London. One of the most powerful men in England today is a Muslim. A mayor over one of the most major cities of the of the world. A practicing Muslim, Sadiq Khan. And we're seeing more and more Muslims grow into, into status. And let me say this. President Obama, although he claimed to be a Christian, he never acted like one. When he had the opportunity to support Christianity, he always chose to support Islam. And we have on record him telling Muslims that uh, in confidence that he is a Muslim. We have his former pastor who has come out and saying that he coached him uh, with that he could keep his Islamic background but become a Christian as well. He was told that he could be Christian and Muslim. Jeremiah Wright told him this. And this is on tape. This is on record. And we've talked about that for many, many years on this program. And maybe we'll dig that up again and go over all this again because we've got a lot of new listeners who aren't familiar with the facts. And, and, and let me say this there. I, I, I'm always very careful when I bring to my radio audience. I have to check it and double check it and make sure that my sources are credible sources that I'm reading uh, to you from. Here's what the news is reporting, and this is from different news sources there. But uh, Heavy.com has done a very good job of putting it all together in one little article. He referred to himself like Malcolm X did. Malcolm X was a, you know, kind of like a, a mentor to him. And he referred to himself as Noah X. He has ties to Virginia, his family, although he comes out of uh, Indiana in his early life. He was uh, in his family's from Virginia. Here's what he said in, in a post that he gave on the Internet within a month of his death, within this attack. He says, I haven't had much to lean on because he faced, uh, uh, he said, fear, hunger, loss of wealth. And, and um, in another post, he said uh, that there was much confusion in this day and age in my perspective, citing the ongoing COVID, COVID crisis, unemployment, rising national debt, division within the political sphere, rumors of war, and the like. He wrote, my faith is one of the only things that, that has been able to carry me through these times, and my faith is centered on the belief of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan as Jesus, the Messiah, the final divine reminder in our midst. So I want you to understand that in the nation of Islam, they look to Louis Farrakhan as the Messiah, as the modern-day Jesus. Now let me back up here for a moment because I need to explain something. These Muslims of the NOI, the Nation of Islam, according to the, well, to the rest of the Islamic world, they look at the NOI as a cult. Like you and I Christians would look at groups like Jehovah's Witnesses, um, the Mormons, Latter-day Saints, even though they claim to be Christian, we all would point to them as, as not really like us. They are cults. They deny one of the most essential parts of our biblical teaching in that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is God in the flesh. Well, the Muslim world rejects the NOI as a true Muslim group because their founder, 
in the 1930s, Elijah Muhammad from uh, Detroit claimed to be the prophet of Allah. Well, that is a big no-no. That is a huge problem for Muslims to have a someone claiming to be a prophet of Allah because Muhammad of the 7th century that gave us the Quran was the last prophet from Allah. There'd be none to follow him according to Muhammad. And so anyone coming along later in time claiming to be a prophet would be an automatic dismissal as being a true Muslim. But nevertheless, this black group here, and, 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 I, and I make the, and, I, and of course, you hear me often saying color is, is really, we shouldn't make anything of it, but they do. And to understand the nation of Islam, you need to understand racism is the core of their existence. Their, their main doctrines believe that thousands of years ago, the black man was the ruler here on earth, and somehow the white man uh, grew in strength and became the oppressors of the black man. But one day, with Allah's help, with God's help, they will overcome the white man and make them their servants. This is a core teaching of the nation of Islam. It's basically black liberation theology with a Muslim skin around it. So to understand a uh, nation of Islam, you need to realize they are blending a bit of is Islam and black liberation theology together. And it is a basic, a racist movement. It really went full steam in the 60s. And, of course, you had players like Malcolm X and all that going on. And then after his death, Louis Farrakhan stepped into the gap. And so this man, and I'm not going to get to read everything that he said because our time is running out. But um, Noah Green was a deep follower of the nation of Islam. It's very clear in his writings. But none of his writings really gave much hint that he was going to do this kind of an attack. And I mentioned here a few days back that it's a common thing usually for Muslims to commit jihad and to desire to die in the process of performing their jihad in killing a non-Muslim. And so in doing, they then are merited as a what's called a shahid, and a shahid is a martyr and one who is rewarded with the greatest rewards that Allah could ever bestow upon a human being. It guarantees them their salvation. You see, Islam is a very, a very oppressive religion, and let me, let me explain it this way. My good friend Sharam Hadian said it so well when he got saved, when he was coming to understand the gospel, and here was a guy who grew up in Islam from Iran, and he came across uh, the Easter message of, of a preacher preaching the Easter message. One of his students had given him this cassette tape. And he came away concluding this, or puzzled by this. He said, in Islam, for me to die, for me to get to heaven, I must die for my God. But in Christianity, for you to get to heaven, 
your God died for you. And and I've never heard a, a Muslim who got saved to explain it that way in such clear words and terms. You see, in Islam, for them to get saved, they have to die for their God. That's their their ticket to heaven. And so that's why Muslims are not afraid to die, because in doing so, they are gaining their salvation if they die for Allah, killing the kafir. And so this attack on our nation was done by the hands of a Muslim. But are you hearing the media talk much about that? Nay. That's an inconvenient truth, and they'll want to sweep that one under the rug like they do often when it's their own doing these things. And you see, the Democrats are greatly supported by the Muslim community because the Muslim community, uh, sorry, the Democrat community is against the Christian, Orthodox Christian teachings of our nation. They want them changed. They want to take away uh, traditional marriage. They want to take, even though Muslims support traditional marriage, they still go along with these people because they, they know that the strength of Christianity is, the strength of this nation is still in the hands of Christians. But if that can be wrestled away, then Muslims feel they have an opportunity to take over this nation and to impose their religion on the unsuspecting liberals that are giving them a gateway into power. We're going to have to stop there. We're out of time. We need to pray for our nation. We need to repent and turn to God because this problem is going to only grow and grow and grow until we start returning back to the things of Jehovah God. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.